Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. What is good, everybody? This is Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints. You are listening to MTMV Sports. My team, my voice, your team, their voice. They got you covered every day, every time that you need it. Keep it locked. Hey, how y'all doing? It's Rick Sincere with MTNV Sports, y'all. I'm geeked, blessed, overjoyed to be here with TJ Ward. Yes, you heard me. It's TJ Ward, y'all, Super Bowl 50 champion and former NFL pro bowler, a phenomenal ball player, man. And now he has something new going on, and I definitely want you to get into it and learn all about it. So right after this, we're going to get into our interview with the one and the only TJ Ward. Sir, how you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Uh, man, look, I'm I'm blessed to be here, bro. Mr. No Fly Zone himself. Man, I'm glad to see you here today. Look, let me ask you, how has life been after f- football? Oh, man, it's been great. I got a lot of <laughs> – well, I've had a lot of free time here and there, spending a lot of time with my son, man. So it's been good. I can't really complain, man. I, I'm, I'm healthy, you know. Uh, my friends and family are great. You know, my, um, you know, endeavors are picking up, you know, doing what I, you know, uh, not what I plan to do, but what I'm doing now that football is over. So it's been fun. Man, you decided to, you know, kind of look after the next generation of players, basically, and open up some doors for them with Player Above Sports Group. Talk to us about that. How'd you get into it? And then how'd you come up with the name? Oh, uh, I got into it actually. It was a lot on my mind during, you know, the lockdown and, and the COVID. So, you know, one of them, a, a big one was, you know, where did I want to do as a career? You know, what did I want? What path did I want to go in, you know, and further, you know, what I'm doing to provide? And I, I knew I wanted to stick around the game and be around the game and help players coming, coming up and, you know, in some form or fashion, but coaching wasn't really something that I, I wanted to do or planned on doing right now, at least. And um, I had thought about maybe getting into some scouting and some front office things. And, you know, at the end of the day, when I started to add it up, all the things that I really wanted to do to help, you know, the players coming behind me, um, it uh, kind of just added up to the agency and the management um side of it so i was like okay um me and my partner we decided to go ahead and and take off with it and it's been great so far okay so that name that name player above oh right yeah Yeah, how'd that come about uh it came came about you know we brainstorming you know trying to think of names and um we just wanted to think about what we did, you know, what, what are we doing? Who are we? Um, we wanted a name that represented if we had to, you know, say who we are and what we did in in a little, in a title or in few words, it was, you know, the player is on the pedestal, you know, he's Mm -hmm. the, he's the one that makes everything go. He's above everyone in his circle, you know, okay. if it's not for that player, then nobody else eats. So, um, 
that's where it came from, a player above. So we put the player above everyone, everything and everyone. So yeah, that's what, that's where it came from. Yo, I like the I like the graphics and everything I'm seeing on IG, right? Um, and and the um the promo. So every time you do an interview or something like that, I see the promo with the music behind it, bro. Y'all got it popping on IG. It looks good. Yeah, man, appreciate it. You know, it's a new it's a new age of brand and marketing, and we definitely want to set ourselves apart, not only by the work we do, but you know how uh how we're viewed. You know how how we go along the process in our way so yeah i definitely want to be a little different yeah it looks good man it looks real good okay so i want to know how are players like vibing with the the name like when they hear the name like do they do they like perk up a little bit do they you know they give you a little reaction what's up when when they hear it (laughs) um if they do i haven't really noticed it if it's a if it's the name that they really perking up about or just the situation you know Mm because You know, a lot of these guys are going to come into the situation just bright-eyed and bushy-tailed anyway because, mm. you know, it's a life-changing period of time in their lives where they can go from, you know, students and barely getting by to, you know, changing their lives and their family lives for possibly, you know, multiple generations. So, um, but um, I think the name is fitting. I think they respect it for sure. And, but... You know, we got to stand behind it for sure. And that's what we uh, that's what we plan to do going forward. Love it. So, OK, now, according to the data. Right. Um, I mean, just you, you're talking to guys, you have friendships with, with guys in the league still. Right. I saw your uh, interview with um, with Akeem Tlaib. Right. Which was a dope interview, by the way. He did very well, man. That was sure. really fun to watch. Um, I, I need to know just by your interaction with guys in the league. Right. Um, how often do you. How often do guys find themselves in financial hardships after an extended stint in the league? Most of the time. I think most of the time um, at one point or another. So even if guys aren't buried by their first financial hardship, they had it, but they were able to rebound by another contract, you know? So that included, I would say, most of the time, probably 80% of the time, honestly. Like it happens a lot. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it happened to me. I was put in a terrible policy by my financial advisor and it cost me, you know, a one third of a salary year, you know, and wow. that could have really hurt me uh, if I didn't get my second deal. So a lot of um, players really are dealing with that, you know, whether it's people stealing from a, mm. Broken promises, you know, it's a lot, man. And that money goes quick. It's not. It's not always just guys, you know, blowing it on cars and clubs and all that. You know, you know, a lot of a lot of money gets, you know, invested wrong or advised wrong. Hmm. Mm. Okay. So let me ask: You get drafted, right? After you get drafted. Did you, um, you know, for your yourself, or even for people you know, right? Are you immediately hearing from friends and family, or you know, like, you know, or is it is it becoming? Do you immediately become like a a big breadwinner for the family? Well, on my draft day, I had my family, my immediate family, and you know, extended most of my extended family was there with me. So uh, I mostly got calls from people I really don't see all the time, just congratulating me and things. So that was cool, but. Um, 
every everybody that I really dealt with coming up and growing up who I was there, the extended part of my life was around me. Awesome. Okay. So I need to know now people ask, right? Like, okay. You, you said it's not just like, you know, blowing your money on, you know, like, um, you know, not blowing money on houses or whatever, right? Cars or spending at the club. Right. Um, but how do people outside of that, even bad investment, stuff like that, how are some other ways that people or the NFL players find themselves in a financial hardship? Um, just not knowing how much money you're really earning. Mm. You got to know your check. You got to know what's coming in. Like uh, a lot of times you, you, you see a million dollars or $2 million, but you don't have that. Like that's not going in the bank. Depending on where you plan that you could get, you could only see 700 of that, you know? Mm. So you really got $700,000. You don't have a million dollars. So that's where it starts. Okay. You got less than you think to begin with. And that's probably the main, that's probably one of the main reasons for sure is guys think they have more than they have when, you know, uh, Uncle Sam is taking a, a big part of that. Now, for the players who sign up with player above, are you like coaching them on that to make sure that they are avoiding those type of situations? I know you have a, a program in place, right? Like, is that one of the main benefits of becoming a part of your brand or becoming a part of your agency? Yeah, for sure. It's definitely putting them around, you know, good people that do great work. And if we're not doing it ourselves, then it's somebody that's already been, you know, serviced you know so we know how they work we can trust them and you can take your pick we're not going to push you to any one person but we definitely have a great options for you and you know between the options we have is going to be best with for what's the, what's best for the player i love it all right cool now you had an extensive career, man. I'm um, getting drafted by the Browns, winning the Super Bowl with the Broncos, right? But I want to take you back. You just mentioned draft day. I want to go back to that moment for a second, right? Um, when you get drafted, what was that feeling like, right? Hearing your name call, what's that feeling like? Uh, man, it's it's a great. It's it's a, it's a wonderful feeling, man. It's a life changing, life waiting, you know, decision or not decision, but moment. Because, you know, it's something that, you know, I've dreamed about my entire life and for me actually to get my name called. You know, it's, it's one thing to get drafted and it's one thing to even make a team as a free agent. But to honestly have your name called, I went 38 overall. So it was still, you know, pretty high in the draft. It was early on the second day and uh, it was a dream come true. Getting the phone call first, you know, talking to um, Coach Mangini, yeah, so <laughs> um, definitely life changing, man. All right, so hey, this this will be like a little bit of something, man. Some people, uh, well, actually, most people on Earth will never understand this. But going into that locker room, right, first time as a rookie, you walk into that bronze locker room, first time as a rookie, you're looking around. What is that feeling? What's that emotion like? It is. It's it's like. It's not like I've arrived, but it's like, okay, I'm here, but I haven't arrived, you know? So, like, you see them, you see the names, and you recognize some of the names that you grew up watching, some of the older guys and vets, or just guys that you, you know, watched through the years that may just be only a few years older than you that, you know, now you're playing with. Or So, it's like I'm here, but, you know, I got a lot to prove, and 
you know, I'm trying to be great. I'm trying to stay here a long time. So I got a lot of work to do still. Now, I saw on that interview um, when you were talking to Akeem Talib that, you know, in, in De La Salle, you had that hunger, like that fire right? burning inside you, right? And so, and then you had a lot of guys around you who were just like that. And so y'all, you know, made some moves there. And when you got to Oregon, right, walked on there and you start, you know, naming people. <laughs> you talked about being better than every scholarship dude. I love that, right? You was like, yo, if I'm better than him, he gonna see me, right? And so you you had that fire in you. And then you said, when you finally made it into the NFL, right, initially you felt a little bit of that relaxed feeling, right? And then you got benched. What what happened? Like, what in that moment, what happened? And, and then when did you kind of realize, oh, man, I'm slacking off a little bit? Um, I didn't – I don't know if I really realized that I was slacking, but, you know, Coach wanted more. You know, he wanted more from me, so – he knew that that was the way, to, and it worked. <laughs> it worked because I was only off that first team. I'm, it may not even lasted the whole practice. It may have just been early in the practice, but <laughs> he made his point, right? So, no. And I don't know if he had talked to my dad because my dad used to do stuff like that growing up, like when he coached <laughs> me, and that just ticked me off. So, in practice, everybody had to pay that day. Like I was just – I was on a mission. Everybody had to pay. So it, it it moved me, and um, it was more embarrassing. Mm. You know, it was embarrassing, like because no, I don't know who was behind me, but it was just like they weren't playing good enough to like replace me. It was just like, okay, if he was balling, all right, maybe <laughs> I could be like, dang, I gotta work, I gotta do better. But it was just like. I'm as even though I wasn't playing to my best, I was still playing better than this dude. You feel me? But that wasn't the point. You know, that wasn't the point. Coach was like, you need to play better for you, you know, like up to your standard. And I don't know what had me kind of laxed at that point in time, but um yeah, I kicked that quick. I love it, man. You was playing with um Rob Ryan then, right? Yep, Rob. Cool, cool, cool. How was that? Man, it was fun. It was difficult, but it was fun because, I mean, he's a player's coach. Anybody would love to play for for Rob, man. But that defense was all over the place. <laughs> for real? <laughs> man, that was the hardest defense to learn, not just because, you know, the schemes or anything were hard or difficult. It was just kind of um, the naming of the defenses were, like, just, you know, usually some – most of, like, playbooks – defenses and players are kind of based in a link you know it's it's called this because it reminds you of something you do in the skin mm. you know, or the numbers in it you know are all related it may be a little bit different but similar to another defense but it's in the same family so it might start the same you know like anything like offense the same right yeah. he's just naming stuff <laughs> <laughs> he just named them so we was like man and then we had these defenses where I don't know if any defense coordinators still do this because it's very hard to do and it doesn't allow your players really to line up and play because you're mm-hmm. thinking about what the call is so much. But it was called um, – well, I'm not going to tell you what it was called, but basically oh, the defense man. was <laughs> every formation could have a different, uh, different um, call. So based on what the offense came out in, you had to memorize what – that defensive call was so mm. you know it's 10 formations 
maybe more, 12, they run. So for every formation was a different. So he'll call it like BTF or something. BTF. Gotcha. And all right, now we got to say, all right, if they come out in I, we're in this defense. If they come out in ace, we're in this defense. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's not impossible, but as a young player, it's a little more difficult than if I came into it as a vet, you know? Let me, so you're you're playing at, at this point. You're you're kind of uh, you're a safety, right? And so, are you are you kind of in control of making those calls at that point, right? And that's why it was kind of you know on you, or was that somebody else who was who was making those calls at that point? Oh, it was somebody else making those calls at that point. Okay, I'm still a young but Yeah, <laughs> I was. Uh, you know, we had some leaders on that team that you know they did a great job. So I really didn't have to take that role early. But you know, I did it in my own way. Yo, so let's 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 talk about moving from there onto the Broncos, right? So, you know, when did you know when you were on that Broncos team, when did you know, bro, this is a Super Bowl team? Like this is a championship team, and I can tell. Uh as soon as I signed, <laughs> honestly, like when I signed, I was like, Oh yeah, we can go to the chip next year for sure. And then I will really put it over the top is when D. Ware and Akeem signed the next. Mm. I don't know if they signed the next morning after I signed because I believe I, I committed at least the, at nighttime. And I think I heard the next morning that they had also. So that's when I was like, oh, it's up. Like, we really, we could really win a Super Bowl for real, for real. Like, so. Man, so as soon as, like, you, you saw them sign, you knew you were there, right? So you knew y'all had some ballers anyway. And so as soon as they signed, it was icing on the cake. You know that for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So during that season or in training camp, was there ever any doubt? No. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, when we did, when we failed in the first year and we lost at home, like we still were like in disbelief that we lost. So, mm. you know, we got, <laughs> we got beat at home by the Colts who we had smacked earlier that year. We knew, you know, we had a couple players down, I think. And I, that that was my first playoff game. And we had a linebacker down. I can't remember who it was, but I had to wear the mic. I think B. Marsh. I had to wear the mic that game because I was the only one on the field, you know, 100% of the time. So that was my first playoff game, my first time wearing the mic and my helmet. So I'm, this is really the only game I've ever had to make the defensive calls. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. It was fun. I enjoyed it. It was a little hectic, though, having that mic in your ear, coach talking to you, you trying to get the defense to play. You tired. We losing on top of it. It wasn't a lax game. It was pressure on us the whole game. But, you know, it was. I'm glad I had that experience for sure. How'd y'all come up with that name, No Fly Zone? You know, it's kind of been a moniker, as a, a secondary moniker, kind of like no fly. And, uh, you know, we we were doing it a lot. You know, we were saying it a lot and we were doing, the, you know, the symbol or, the, you know, the no fly symbol a lot. And um, I don't know who, who, like, really titled us. I don't know if it was the paper or. Um, I think Chris maybe was yelling, just kept yelling no fly, and it just stuck. But, you know, uh, so it's just somebody gave it to us. You know, you really don't get – get you take your own nickname, you know, most of the time. But it was something that 
stuck on us and we just carried the torch. Look, after you had a phenomenal you know, career, you made a decision to uh, retire from the NFL. What went into that decision? Uh, I was just out for two years. Um, then I got signed by Arizona for that, that like six week, which was crazy, right? Because I was just about to retire. I was literally mm-hmm. telling my agent, like, yo, I've been working out for two years. Only got one workout in those two years. Like, this is crazy. I might as well just fold it, fold it up. Like, felt like Kaepernick. I'm like, this don't make no sense. Like, what? Like, this is crazy. So, <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, soon as that happened, um, I got a call from Arizona and Vance, and, and you know, Vance. I was with Vance in training camp in Denver. I didn't play the whole season with him, but. Um, he allowed me to come work out, and I had a good workout, and they signed me. They were down a few safeties. So I was <laughs> – I'm like – honestly, it was like being a rookie all again because I was out for two years, man. And I'm feeling, like, new to the locker room. and No, but after a couple of weeks, it started coming back and it started being familiar. and uh, It was cool. I liked the locker room, and I liked the building over there in Arizona. It was, it was a good time. They got a good environment, great staff, and – you know, I was, um, you know, I was definitely privileged that they let me, allow me to be there, you know, especially after being out two years. So shout out to Arizona for that. Man, coming back as a, you know, as a veteran, right? And as a, like a, a decorated veteran, do you come into that locker room? Is it, is the respect different, right? When you walked in, was the respect different? Um, were you, did you feel like, oh man, I need to really mentor guys? What's the mentality going back in? Uh, it's just, you know, you got to sit back, man. You got to sit back and just let's forward. This was my approach. I don't say what you have to do, but you know, those guys have been there. They have their leaders in place, you know, their team, you know, you let those guys lead and you just do what you do. And if guys follow you and what you're doing minutely, then that's cool. But you don't want to push your presence upon them, you know, until, like you in a position to, and you know, you don't want to step on nobody's toes, especially coming into a new locker room. But now if that's what coach wants me to do, you know, you got to ask coach. Now that's what I'm going to do. If you want me to apply pressure, <laughs> then I'm going to apply pressure. <laughs> you know, that's what, you know, now you got to ask coach in that situation. Like, what you want me to do? Like, what am I here to do? That's what I always do anyway. So. All right. So. Now, um, I want to get a firsthand view of some stuff. You gave us some some firsthand stuff before. I'm going to actually, like, outright some firsthand view stuff, right? Like, most people on Earth will never walk in your shoes. They'll never get a chance to experience what you've experienced. So I'm going to ask you, like, about some people. It's going to be quick hitters. So I'm going to ask you something. You just give me the first thing that comes to your mind. Ready? Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. What was it like practicing against Peyton Manning? Um. <laughs> oh man, it was tough. For sure. okay. I was trying to look for something more, but no, nah, it was just it was tough. It's tough. Was it like is it a mental exercise? Is it like is he constantly pressuring you mentally, right? Or is it he's pressuring you in every way? No, it's definitely a mental game. It's definitely a strategic. It's a chess match, even in practice, like. And you're trying to learn at the same time. So 
a lot of times, which Peyton is cool and we'll pick each other's brain. Like, T, he'll, if I make a play or see something, or react to something, he'll come up like, what did you see? Or how'd you know this was coming? And vice versa. I'm like, if he get me with a pump fake or an audible I come down to early, it's like, or he knows that I'm blitzing or something, or rotating the defense, it's like, Pete, like, how did you know? Like, what did I tip off? You know, so that's the type of, you know, exchanges we had during mm. practice, which is cool. Man, that's pressure. That's pressure. I, I you often hear people say I'm gonna apply pressure, but that's that sounds like real pressure. Like yeah, for real. Cool. All right, here we go. Here go another one. You ready? Yep. All right, first hand. What was it like playing against the 2015 version of Cam Newton? I'm like, oh, he's gonna be tough. Cam, <laughs> it was I'm not going to lie, man. It wasn't difficult. Oh. <laughs> you know what? It wasn't difficult. And I know they're going to be like, oh, he just talked. <laughs> but honestly, bro, what, our team, the way we were built, it wasn't difficult. Like, he didn't now, Like, if you would have told me, like, just watching what he did that 2015 year, it was phenomenal. But in the Super Bowl, we just, we just, we just out, man. We just too much for him, man. So it wasn't like we just had too many dogs everywhere. Now, if our team wasn't in stack and one on one, may have been more difficult for me. But you know, that's you can say that about anything. Like, but the way our defense was, man, it it just allowed us not to really worry about what he did best. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that you know we just took what he did best and threw it out the window. We'll do something else. That's pretty much what happened. <laughs> when you heard his post-game press conference, like, what was your first reaction to it? When you saw how angry he was and how upset, like, what was your first reaction? Like, you saw it, you heard it, you was like, what was the reaction? I felt, I felt it, man. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, it was a long day. I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. He was still like, man, I can't believe it. And both people was like, man, he didn't give us no respect or he didn't say nothing. I was like, yeah, he did, man. It was written all over his face. Like, what kind of day did you have? And the press conference just showed it like, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it, man. Like, them one of them. Like, that's that's yeah. better than anything he could have said right facts. there. It's just no words. That's facts. That's facts. All right. Here we go. Um, these next three, they, they real quick. Best tight end you've ever faced? Uh, it's a tie. I'll say Grunt for sure. Mm-hmm. And me personally, I'm not going to say he's the second best tight end, but for me personally, Antonio Gates, man, like mm-hmm. that just was a bad matchup. Not a bad matchup, I wouldn't say that, but probably my most difficult. Like I really don't have too many problems with tight ends, but those two – and I played those two the most for sure. So I what like the matchup. But those two made, are the greatest ever played though. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. What what made Gates such a hard, such a hard matchup? Uh man, his body positioning. Like not only was he wide, but he was really quick out of his breaks. Like he maneuvered very well in and out of his breaks. And then once he got down the field, he was very wide. He was hard to get around. Like. Yeah, that's pretty much it right there. Okay, okay, okay. Man, look, you mentioned some great tight ends. Like, it, they're not like these are, these are top 10 for sure tight ends. So, I understand that 100%. Um, my bad. I understand that 5% because I'd never play against those guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So, 
best quarterback you've ever faced outside of um, quarterbacks you've played with, right? I give you that one. So best quarterbacks you've ever faced outside of quarterbacks you played with? Uh, Brady. Mm. Yeah, Brady's a top for sure. What's um, that? What's that like? No, nah, that's a chess game too. You know, that's a chess matchup. I played him on good teams, and I played him not so good teams. You know, I, I, I played Brady a lot through my career. I played him every year in Dangan here in Cleveland, and then almost every year, in, like I played him every year, pretty much. So. You know, I actually beat him the first time I played him in Cleveland, which was crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the five games we won. Uh, <laughs> and they had Grunt and Aaron Hernandez that year. They came to the house and we beat them at home. Mm. So, yeah, I was one, I started 1-0 and against Brady. And then it went to 1-2, 1-1, 1-2, 1-3. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh yeah, no, I enjoy it because the atmosphere is always amazing. Like Tom Brady's coming into wherever you're playing, the atmosphere is going to be A1. Um, we usually play one of our best games, even in Cleveland. Um, one year in Denver, we didn't play great at all. We actually played terrible. Um, but, yeah, that will be the one. Look, the and, and thank you so much, man. Um, I – I'll ask you one last thing about um, – actually, no, I'll, I'll do this first before I get into that. I feel like with all the experience you have and all the experiences that you've kind of went through in your life, right, um, even, you know, even high school, college, everything, it sets you up in a beautiful place to help this new generation of athletes, right? So I feel like if, if they're going to go to anybody, right, to to kind of get their career started, I feel like you going to you is a great place to be, man. It's, it's in great – you're in their great hands. If yeah, sure. we're definitely uh, a great option for guys, man. If you want this type of, you know, um, representation, you know, and, and management, mentoring, and everything above, you know, come to play above. If it's for you, <laughs> you know, if it's for you, it's for you. If not, it's not. It's all good. Awesome. So, so how can these players find you? How can they find you? How can they connect with you? Right. And then um, how can they get the information from you that they need? Uh, my Instagram is uh, boss war 43, uh, but Instagram and Twitter, the uh, company Instagram is uh, at player above sports group at, at player above sports group. And um, the website is at player above group. So when they come in, like, do they? Hmm? Go ahead. Do they immediately talk to you when they come in, or do they? Are are they kind of you know? Do they get to you at some other point? I mean, it depends on how our uh, contact goes. You know how we how we know the kid. You know how we. uh, Yeah, pretty much our direct. Sometimes I am in direct contact with particular kids, but if at some point, yeah, you will be. You know, it might not be the first introduction, but. By the time we get to uh, any type of explaining about what we do, you know, I'll be on the phone for sure. Awesome. All right. So, man, how you think those Broncos going to do next season? Man, I got to think – I mean, I, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I definitely think they'll make the playoffs this year. And then you got to go from there. Once you get in the offs, you got a shot. So uh, – but I definitely think the addition of uh, a leader like Russell, established quarterback – um, I think they definitely would have to establish their run game. You know, Russell is an out-the-pocket 
play action quarterback. He's not just going to drop back and dime stuff like Peyton did. So, mm-hmm. you know, they have to get the running game going. And the defense, you know, it don't have to be great, but, you know, they have to be able to support, you know, a, a methodical offense. But I think they got, you know, run, run, run up top with the receivers and the weapons they got. You know, it could be a, a high-powered offense for sure. But, like, I'm a, I'm a true believer in running the ball. You got to start with the run. And if you if you can run the ball, you can do anything. Man, listen, I've I've heard you say that a few times, right? Um, I've heard you talk about the coaches that you've we've played under, right? Um, Wade, um, you talk about Rob Ryan. You've had some legendary coaches that you've played under. On top of that, right? Um, you have that a uh, type of mindset where I don't know is coaching in your future. It feels like it to me. You know, somebody just asked me that, and I said no. I was like, nah, not at all. But no, you never know. You never know. I, I definitely am still a student of the game. I love watching. I love critiquing. You know, I love giving guys advice on that side as well. Um, that's another thing you're gonna get from me if you come to our side is, you know, I, I know the game in more than one position. So um, you can actually call me and be like, yo, I'm having this problem or I'm having this issue or this difficulty. What do you think, like? You can't call every agent and do that. They don't have nothing for you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. To answer your question, I don't know. Maybe. Okay, okay. And, and you know, you you still in shape, man. Look like you can, on top of being able to call you, they probably do a workout with you. That's what yeah, it looks like. Oh, man. I'll be up pulling up next to them at their team workout. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, last thing, man, we do this all the time. We are a praying podcast, right? Uh, we always, you know, somebody's watching this and, and they remember you, right? That man, that's how you they gonna ask, how'd you get TJ Ward on the show? God is really good. Um, so they'll say, Man, I love TJ Ward, man. I, I want to pray for him. And they may want to pray for you. If they if what's a prayer request that you might have, right? What's a way that somebody could pray for you? Um, they just pray for my health. That's that's very important to me. My health and uh, my family. Pray for my health, and my family, and well being. I'm really simple, man. You don't got. I'm not. I don't really go too specific with, with my prayers, uh, but I just like to be, you know, living well and God blessing the very very important things in my life. Absolutely, man. Health, family, right? Those are things that's on your prayer list. That's a good prayer list, brother. We Thanks. appreciate you so much, man, for being here. We appreciate you giving us a chance to um to hear your story, right? But then also hear what you're doing for this next generation of athletes. That's a real, real big deal. And I appreciate you spending some time with us. Um, thank you so much. And that's it for us, man. Um, anybody want to shout out before you go? Uh man, shout out my team, you know, player above sports group. Uh we here, man. We working and we're gonna be here for a long time, man. Yep. Awesome. All right, y'all. Listen, thank y'all so much for joining us. We truly appreciate you being here. Listen, you heard it from TJ Ward himself, man. Thank you so much for being here. Um, And look, we'll be back later on. Um, I want to say later on this week, you're going to see our mock draft is coming out soon. So be ready to check that out, y'all. God bless you. We love you. We out.